I think that's been one of the coolest things that's been I've been seeing is that people are like going all out with holiday decor and lights and like our neighborhood yeah. which typically doesn't have anything going on there are Halloween decorations out and like Halloween colored <laughs> lights and like every yard has a graveyard in it and I was like this is spooky and weird but like so 2020 <laughs> you know and well, everyone, you know, everyone's trying to make it special, you know, for themselves, but I think their families, you know, for yeah. the kids, I think that's awesome. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by a nutritional therapist, Cassie Knavel, and professional esthetician and makeup artist, Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. This week on episode 123, I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with my friend Liz Winters of Liz Winters Wellness all about how we're going to be navigating the holidays during this pandemic. I think, you know, we're all starting to kind of wonder what the holidays are going to look like and having to make some tough decisions for ourselves and our families and set some tough boundaries. And, you know, as this social isolation and physical distancing kind of wears on, we're finding ourselves having to possibly think about skipping some of those favorite holiday gatherings or traditions that we normally you know, would participate in to make the season feel special and joyful. And so I wanted to bring Liz on the podcast to talk about how we're personally navigating the holiday season with our families, give you guys some ideas on what you could be doing creatively to still connect with other people and really bring that joy to yourself and your families. So I loved this discussion with Liz. I can't wait for y'all to hear it. And uh, it's just a really frank one between two, you know, mamas who are trying to figure out how to make this still feel special for their children and then be able to connect with extended family and friends during this time. So thank you so much, Liz, for being on the podcast. Liz Winters is a chocolate loving nutritionist. She's fellow NTP friends. She's a certified pre and postnatal coach, mom and birth nerd. She is the founder of the online education and lifestyle brand, Liz Winters Wellness, where she helps people cut through bullshit and overwhelm to find confidence and ease as they navigate pregnancy and postpartum. Liz is also a fellow Oregonian. She's got three pups, two cats, so many animals, Liz, and an incredible partner and some kiddos. And you can find Liz on Instagram at Liz Winters Wellness. She's also the co-host of the Unrefined She podcast with our friend Sharon Bailey, who's been on the podcast the last two episodes, episode 121 and 122. And you can also find Liz on her blog at LizWintersWellness.com. We've got a couple of recipes tagged in the show notes for you all to check out that she talked about during the episode. So make sure you go hit up those. Absolutely love anything Liz cooks. I'm here for her. And she also has a workshop upcoming. So this episode is supposed to launch on Thursday, the 22nd of October. It will launch. Hi, you're, we're here. And uh, they have a workshop in two days on Saturday, October 24th. It's a virtual workshop. They're calling it a she shop. 
and it is Sharon Bailey and Liz Winters of Unrefined Sheep Podcast, and they're going to be teaching about essentially period power and how to really harness the power of your period for productivity and well-being. If you're interested in the workshop, you want to check it out. You can find it at theglowemporium.com slash she shop. And of course, it'll be linked in the show notes for you all. Hope you enjoy this episode. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast this week. I am so excited to have my beautiful friend Liz Winters here with me today to talk to everybody about how we are doing the holidays a little a lot differently this year. A lot differently this year. (laughs) Your face was like, not a little, Cassie. (laughs) No, no, it's totally different. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, Liz, I wanted to bring you on to have this conversation. Like you were the first person who popped into my mind because, you know, you do a lot of kind of adapting to people's needs within your blog and then with the programs that you put out. And then also you and I are just geeky foodies and we love the idea of like meeting people's needs when it comes to the recipes we're doing and always trying to make it feel approachable for the folks that we're working with. So we will have some like fun little recipe tips for you guys toward the end. But yeah, I'm excited. I think this is something that I've been wanting to talk about for a long time because I think we're all wondering like how the heck are we going to do the holidays this year? Like this pandemic is still happening and we're all starting to wonder like what are the expectations from our family what are our expectations? Like, what can we do and still make it fun? So anyways, welcome. That was an extremely long intro, but welcome. (laughs) I'm really glad you're here. I am so glad to be here. And it's funny, like we were just having this like exact conversation with um, my siblings this morning. Like we have a little group Voxer thread and we were talking about, you know, what, what is Thanksgiving going to look like? What is Christmas going to look like? weighing risk versus reward and really I think making it clear that like the holidays aren't canceled right just because mm-hmm. we aren't doing the same thing that we would normally do because I'm I'm the youngest of five and then so if you yeah. add like five plus spouses plus grandchildren like we well exceed that like group of what is it 10 right now or 25 I don't know what the orders are we don't see anybody so I don't even know what the number of people is you can I also have I mean this is not going to be an episode about how to listen to the CDC so no god no <laughs> but it's one of those like you just look at like our immediate family and we're well beyond recommended indoor right people. just already yeah already yeah. just by ourselves so yeah, yeah. so how, I mean how did that conversation go for all of you I think there's just a lot of like, it's, it's such uncharted territory that we're, we're all like, well, we, we want to make this special and we want to make it fun, but we also want to be safe. Right. And it's just weighing those two things can be really hard because I think everyone has hit this pandemic fatigue, right? Like we're just over it. Like nobody expected it to go on this long and some people are like saying, fuck it, I'm out, I'm done. And that's right. dangerous. But yes, it is. so it's like, I, I guess we're still trying, like the conversation hasn't stopped, right? It's just still kind of ongoing and trying to figure out, okay, what could we do to make this special? And really like we're thinking about what can we do to make it special for the kids mm-hmm. and my parents who, you know, are retired. They don't really have a social circle anymore. Like they, like their family is their social circle, especially mm-hmm. like since the, the pandemic has really shut all of that down. Um, yeah. And then same thing with the kids, right? Like Edie and Arlo are 
their their own company at this point. <laughs> Arlo's not much for conversation yet. <laughs> no, just some coups here and there. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I I find it really interesting to kind of just be able to peer into other people's conversations with this kind of thing cuz I I think, you know, and I just as a disclaimer for everybody, there's zero judgment from us around like what you're doing with your family and how open you're being. Like this is such a personal choice. And, you know, for us, like I've talked about this on the podcast a little bit already, but, you know, my mom is an extremely vulnerable human being when it comes to her lack of immunity. And um, I rely on my mom for a lot. And also I need to protect her. So for us with our family, like right now, just in general, that looks like no physical contact with anyone, but the three of us. So my, my husband and my kiddo and myself and then my mom and my brother and that is like all the contact we get and if I meet up with someone which is pretty rare we just have we go for a walk or we do like a distance thing or something like that which I still am very choosy with who I'm doing that with as well and my mom watches my son full time and does preschool with him thank the lord that she's a retired preschool teacher (laughs) it is amazing but also you know it really I would be making different choices I would be a little more lax and open with certain relationships if I could be and so we're having to isolate quite a bit more which has been really hard it's been hard on me but but I kind of naturally like move toward being an introvert which is really weird most people don't think I'm an introvert but I totally recharge as an introvert which I think kind of means I really am Mm -hmm. mostly an introvert (laughs) and and then my husband is like I mean he thrives off of social he gets that recharge from social situations Mm. so he's really struggling with all of this and so the holidays are starting to come and we've kind of talked about like bursting our bubble for a little bit which we had to do with the wildfires when we got evacuated but then I personally had to spend eight of you know 10 to 14 days quarantining with my kid and watching him during one of the busiest seasons of my work which is a lot so anyways I mean as we head into this season like we still have to have that mindset and I kind of find myself not wanting to be like oh the holidays are canceled but I'm like let's just get out of town so we can avoid all of these awkward conversations that we're gonna have to have with our families we're gonna be like oh sorry you know you guys Merry Christmas we're gonna be in Colorado (laughs) it's fine (laughs) and taking some sort of road trip and I'm laughing about this but like this is actually something we might do anyway but don't listen to the podcast family <laughs> they don't. There you go. <laughs> they don't, which I'm really grateful for. Actually, it makes me feel more more free to just say whatever the fuck I want. So, there you hi. Go. Hey. Yeah. Um any anyway, so I think, you know, I think all of this the isolation and the social di- social distancing has been really hard on everyone and it either makes us want to like skip holiday celebrations or just say like fuck it and do it, right? Do it just normally and deal with the the consequences but I think in this case the consequences are pretty high yeah. right they can be pretty dire you know your face it, yeah I know my face like <laughs> please don't do that if only we did video recording oh my god the podcast mm-hmm. Side, sidebar <laughs> when when we first started doing the podcast Genevieve kind of hinted that she wanted to do like a video portion of it for YouTube and I just looked at her and I was like no I'm not doing that <laughs> that'd be it's a like, lot of pressure I, to be like 
professionally like not dressed like I am right now (laughs) yeah and you know one of my favorite things about doing this is that it feels so natural and you can just show up how you are and just have a juicy conversation and you don't have to also look juicy at the same time Look so, juicy. I don't think I've yes. ever described my look as juicy. But. I don't know. It's like a word I've been saying lately. You know, oh, we good. all kind of okay. glom onto words. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get that. Juicy is my that's the word. That's the word of the, the week. I apparently I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said it a couple of times with uh with Sharon on the podcast recently. Oh so. yeah. I'm not well, saying I'm proud it, of it. It just it exists. Okay. Maybe it'll infiltrate into our podcast. Because <laughs> I said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, it, track that for me. Let me know how that we'll goes. Do. We'll do. Next episode, just called Juicy. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> See, I feel like if you two had an episode on Unrefined She, by the way, they're her podcast, Liz Winter's oh, yeah. podcast with uh, with Sharon Bailey. Uh, I feel like it would be about like cervical mucus or something. Oh, God. Tracking, totally would. And, and tracking your cervical mucus. Uh, mm, I mean, juicy. I mean, <laughs> you know, just saying. Okay. All right. Anyways, oh so, my God. <laughs> so friends, the holidays aren't canceled. Um, and so we wanted to gather together to talk about gathering and yeah. how we're going to do this thing. So I am, I'm, I'm in a mixed situation for me. I think we might end up doing some virtual gatherings with some members of the family. Are you kind of thinking about doing the same thing or? Yeah. So we are actually in the middle of a move. So that also adds another layer of like complication or just another layer of fun. Um, but we will be living like a 15 minute walk from my brother and his kids. And so like our bubble will expand automatically when we live down there to include that family. Um, and then in terms of the holidays, we'll probably be celebrating with, with that family and then maybe expanding to include my parents and bringing them down they're willing to drive down because they live will live another two hours further away so it becomes a little more complicated but yeah I think it's gonna be definitely a mix of like in person and then we we the siblings have been talking about putting together like a virtual hangout and I think we we did this a few times this summer where we did virtual hangouts and sometimes they were really fun and successful and other times we were all just kind of looking at each other like okay now what and I feel like we've all (laughs) been in that situation where you're like okay we're all here but like how do you you can't you can't have those like natural side conversations that Uh you that you would if you were all gathered as one unless you want to take zoom and like put everyone into meeting rooms force them into (laughs) and that's just like so it's so weird but I think what we're gonna end up doing is like some sort of like family game and I know there's lots of different like apps out there that you can use Mm -hmm. um to that work with zoom so you guys can all play a game together um or well we're all really musically oriented so we might like sing some christmas carols and it's like totally cheesy right but it's something that will bring us together it gives us an activity because i think that's the really that's the key thing to zoom activities even when i'm doing this like gathering clients together you can't just have everyone in a room being like cool we're hanging out you have to have an activity otherwise people are just staring at themselves and you get that Zoom fatigue. You're like, what's going on with my banks today? Like, that's not helpful. <laughs> and you, know? you stop listening to anything. And you stop listening. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. I ha- I mean, obviously, my experience with Zoom is most is, is solely work-related. Sure. Everything else has been, um, you know, relatively, like, leaning more toward FaceTime or just hopping on the phone. 
and that's kind of my still yeah weird right yeah, actually i do it a lot these days because then i can multitask yeah there you um go. which i you know you guys you know i'm not like proposing that you multitask all the time we all know that multitasking is kind of bullshit but i, I can how, how is there another way to do that when you have children <clears throat> and a pandemic not. you have to multitask even though we you know it's to. not ideal yeah there's yeah sorry there's no, no. way to work around no, yeah, I think that's it's crazy. How long for um, the days of monotasking? <laughs> gone, just out gone, the <laughs> out the window. Yeah, I, you know, one thing that you were saying before about, you know, this pandemic kind of dragging on and no one expecting it to to go this long. I think the crazy part is it's going to continue for quite a lot longer, and. Yes. I'm finding, yeah, I'm finding myself going from coping, trying to move to a space of being more proactive with what I'm doing with my own. I mean, obviously, you know, health, self-care, wellness, um, social needs, all of those things. And actually admitting that I do have those needs (laughs) instead of just like (laughs) shirking them to the side and being like, everything's fine. Next year we won't have to wear masks. Everyone is like trying to ring in 2021 and you're like, no, 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 it's, it doesn't just go from like December 31st to January 1 and oh, like we're nobody all has to wear masks anymore. No. You know, it's not, no. you know, they're saying like up to five years right. for mask wearing for yeah. sure. And then, you know, a couple of years before things kind of calm down. And that prospect to me is um, very sobering, yeah. really sobering. It's kind of daunting, right? And it's just, yeah. that's a lot to process. I hadn't heard the five-year mark. I anticipated, like you can look at, you know, the 1918 pandemic and that really carried into the early twenties and mm-hmm. sure modern medicine is a lot different, but there are a lot of things we don't know about this and a lot. Yeah, and people so are, I mean, as far shit. as I've, I'm not a COVID expert, like, please just everyone know that <laughs> this is not medical advice. Hashtag not medical um, advice. <laughs> you know, I've, I've heard of cases where people are getting it more than once. Mm-hmm as well which yeah. i mean that's a whole nother conversation anyways happy holidays happy holidays <laughs> i feel like i'm just gonna keep saying anyways in this conversation because it's so easy to get down the rabbit hole of the heavy side of this yeah you know how it we're all we're all in our feels right now even though you know you and i are the enneagram type so like to avoid our feels at all costs oh, i hate feeling we don't I don't what are feelings I don't what know so it's weird fine. here we can avoid them together it sounds great yeah so one of the, so virtual gatherings I think this is a really interesting and fun thing to to play with and kind of going back to that I think you're so right like you have to have a planned activity all of my zoom experiences in like team calls and mm-hmm. beauty counter stuff and right you know and we always have something we're working on or talking about together or someone is presenting or something like that so I think that totally has to happen. I wish I had a musically oriented family. I'm just like envisioning you guys singing together. You're so cute. Um, but I think I've heard a couple of ideas about like streaming holiday movies and kind yeah. of watching together so that you don't feel like you have to be like fully on, but you can still have those like laughable moments that you normally have. Oh, I think Netflix um, has like a, it's a, you can watch together as like a group. Like you can set up a watch party. Yeah. I saw that in the app the other day. I'm like, hmm, yeah, this is intriguing. And I, I love the idea of putting together stuff with friends. I feel like the virtual mm-hmm. stuff feels easier with friends. Is that 
I mean, for me, for me, maybe that's just my personal thing. Because, I mean, most of my friends are used to being on Zoom for work. Like, it's part of the flow of life anyway. And so it doesn't feel like that big of a sidestep to be like, oh, let's have some friend time via Zoom and and plan something out. But I was going to ask you, like, I've seen um, talks of you hosting like a Sunday self-care club. Yeah. Has it already started? No, it starts. Well, I don't, I'm not sure when this is going to air. It hasn't started as of right now. Um, one, it's one week. Oh my gosh. Look at you. Uh, yeah. It's going to start November 1st. And oh, so, so it's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. I'm really, really excited. And I, I put this together because, you know, I've been having this conversation in DMs with a lot of people where they're like, I don't know how to manage my feelings or my expectations around yeah. the holidays. And I want something to like make it feel special, but also safe. And I want to mm-hmm. connect with people. And like you miss those holiday parties and like, you know, me before all this, like I'm really probably before kids, like we used to have people over all the time. We'd have like a big holiday party. We would do yeah. things. Yep. Um, and so not having those things to look forward to has been really kind of daunting and sad and just, there's a lot of grief involved this year. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking for a way to kind of make things feel special, but also not have a lot of expectation around, like not a lot of, not expectation isn't the right word, but a lot of pressure around Mm. it. So I put together this like little club. We're going to meet for 45 minutes to an hour every Sunday from the 1st of November through December 20th, just to get us through like the thick of the holidays. And we'll always have an activity. It's going to be on zoom. Um, and we'll talk about different self-care tactics. So maybe like exploring like how to dry do dry brushing or um what else we're gonna do like some cooking demos and we'll like cook together and it's just a nice opportunity to get together maybe with people you haven't even met before because the people that have signed up before like they're from all different walks of life you know I primarily work with parents but there are people that have signed up that are not parents so it's not like just like a mom's thing right um so anyway it's just gonna be it's it's a nice thing to look forward to every week and a place to kind of vent and place to not have pressure to show up as anything other than like you and I were talking about before we hit record, like no makeup, maybe a bra if you feel like it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Again, the reason why this podcast is not on video. Yeah. So I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be really fun. I love that. I, and it sounds like a really good thing to grab a friend and sign up together so that yeah. you're still, you're in community with someone, you know, and then a bunch of people, maybe you don't know exactly. and get to make some new friends, which is really fun. I love that. What a great idea it was. Yeah. Come hang uh, out with me. It'll be so fun. Yeah. Get your dry brushing on. Get your dry brushing on. Yeah. I mean, there's gonna be a little bit of everything, you know, it's like, yeah. So yeah, I know. I just, fun. that was the part of it that I was like, I probably need to start doing that. So that was the part I pinged too. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, I, like, What's I dry, dry brushing? <laughs> I dry brushed for years and then I had a kid and then I forgot what it was. So yeah. Yeah. Here that we are. Sounds about right. That's which, like, I, there's a lot of things that fall every, into that category. <laughs> every other self-care thing too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, I mean, a lot of our, our focus is actually, we don't really have a ton of family that we need to be doing any kind of virtual gatherings with. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to end up kind of leaning more into some in-person stuff and just kind of like bursting our bubble for a couple of days. And by that, I mean, literally bursting it for like Josh's family. We, we call it, I always say bursting the bubble because this is what <laughs> we call it with little man. It's like, and cause he can understand it. 
And the other day, it was so sweet, but kind of sad. He just leaned over to me and he was like, hey, mom, when's the next time we're going to burst our bubble? Oh, do we get to do it for my birthday? And I was like, oh, thank God your birthday is right next to Christmas. Yeah, we do. Oh, my God. Right. (laughs) This is the one time where I'm like thankful that we can smack dab those two kind of events together. So but he's missing his cousin so much. And we have a lot of boundaries there because of, um, you know, where his cousin's parents work, where my my brother-in-law and my ex-sister-in-law work. And there's just a lot more exposure. And so we have to be careful about that. So we're more so in the space of like trying to make these in-person gatherings feel special, even though it might literally just end up being, you know, the five of us, myself, you know, my immediate family and then my mom, my brother. And it's, it's hard to make it feel special with that small of a group, even though that's what we kind of normally do anyway, or we split it between, you know, my family or Josh's family and, and make it happen. But so many of the gatherings on like Josh's side of the family are going to be things that we have to say no to. And we already had a bunch of stuff we had to say no to during the summer, which was really hard. And yeah, we're all, I think we're, we're in that space of grieving those gatherings, but still trying to find a way for those in-person things to feel special. And I think a lot of us are trying to figure out, okay, how can I like do something really fun with like my quarantine crew? Right. And ours is just, it's tiny. Do you guys, I mean, are you opening yourself up to other families? Um, so right now we are in like a little quarantine pod with one other family that we are not related to. Um, and Edie's best friend is in that crew, but Mm. they are all, they're moving at the same time and they're also going to have a new baby. So basically our, our, this is our last week of that little pod. And so it won't be there for the holidays and, um, like I said, we'll we'll be potting up with my potting up. That's weird. Um, <laughs> with my brother and his kids and his wife, right, right? When we get down there, but it's I mean, it's still it's a small crew, but um, yeah. Did I hear pan- what you're saying. Like, did the pandemic aid in your decision to move closer to family? You know, it's so funny. Every time I tell like uh, you know insurance agent or a broker or whatever, all the people that are involved in a move, they're like, oh, getting out of the city. And we're like, no, no, like we love, I love Portland. I love living in Portland and like the pandemic, like we're just staying at home, right? There's no, yeah, it's not like Portland is not scary. Everybody. (laughs) No, it's really not. Despite what like national news says, it's, it's not, it's not scary. It's fine. No, no. Um, so no, yes. And no, it played into it in the fact that we want to live closer to family. Mm -hmm. Um, we our house is not tiny, but it is small and we're living on top of each other and working on top of each other. And I know I'm preaching to the choir on this one. Um, so moving to a city where we have family and we can get a bigger house for far less money than we could in Portland. Like that, it was really like the stars just aligned. We had no intention of moving this year. And even, you know, it's, we're like six weeks out from the process, like six weeks ago, I wouldn't have thought we were moving. I mean, and we really just, re- and we are, it really is like this week. I mean, like it's, it just wasn't part of the plan. Um, but the stars aligned and the perfect house came on and everything just worked out. And so mm. we're, we're headed down. Um, I think it was definitely eye opening though. Cause we, we want to be 
that have that access to family. And when we've been talking about this, you know, since we had kids, the importance of being closer to family, just for that extra support Mm -hmm. um, that is really hard to get when you're, you know, closest family is at least an hour away. Um, And so this is, I think, going to be a really big game changer for Edie and for for us and Arlo when he realizes it. So (laughs) (laughs) he'll realize it. I mean, he's only five months. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's going to get to grow up next to his cousins, which exactly. is really cool. Yeah, yeah. that's going to be really cool. That's a, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like, well, I feel like half of half of those kind of conversations with folks in, in real estate is them just trying to, like, find a common ground or a thing, mm-hmm. you know, and get out of the quote-unquote city, man. Like, yeah. You're right. Portland is fine. It's actually, like, I'd like to move to Portland. Right? <laughs> it's really interesting. I feel like... Because, I mean, we're moving to Albany, so just an hour-ish south of here. Mm-hmm. And they have a totally different idea and perspective about what is happening in there. Like, Portland is, like, this big city. And they're like, oh, you want to get out of the city because it's scary up there right now. I'm like, no, man, it's it's fine. It's fine. Yeah, the perception is really interesting yeah. based on, you know, what we're actually dealing with, which is like people who smile at you and say hi when you walk by, even if you're wearing a mask and <laughs> like falling beautiful leaves. And it's yeah, it's, you yeah. know, it's a it's a wonderful place to live. Right. Yeah, I think I mean, the I think the importance of family in general is just being highlighted during this time, whether it's like those are the only people you have right now or you are having to be away from those people right, right now. Right. Um, and it makes that just ever present. I think, um, I have, I've talked to, so we're not personally doing this. So I'm not speaking from my own experience, but it, like I've seen a couple of folks talk about doing some kind of creative outdoor celebrations with people who they still want to see. Um, and you know, more so in relation to like, you know, fulfilling kids needs when it comes to Halloween. Oh yeah. And I, you know, we just have never made Halloween a big deal with our son. And so I'm really glad for that now. And the funny part is I think most of the time it was just me dropping the ball and being like, Oh, it's October 31st. Yeah. I have a costume for you. Sure. (laughs) And we don't really do candy. And Mm. so, and obviously you could do the tail pumpkin situation, right? But I tell you, I live in a relatively rural area. So, you know, trick-or-treating is a, a feat anyway. And then also, like, there's not a lot of teal pumpkins in this area. Um, <laughs> so like, there's that. Like, cool, look at that blue pumpkin. <laughs> yes. I wouldn't get it. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'll, I'll link to the teal pumpkin project if you guys don't know what that is. It's pretty cool. Um, but I, you know, I imagine there's just, there's a lot of thoughts to, as to, like, kids reaching in a bowl this year with candy and all sorts of things. So anyways, I think there's some ideas for, you know, creative kind of outdoor celebrations, but we both live in the Pacific Northwest and it gets cold and it gets wet. So a lot of that is not going to be happening during the holidays. We tried to scoop up as much of, of it as we could during the summer and see folks from a distance and things like that. But I don't know about you, but for me, anytime it involves kids, it just gets real complicated because you can't tell those kids not to like touch each other or see like hug or what. It's just so hard. It's really, really hard when they get involved because kids don't understand social distance. Right. I mean, no, I I actually, well, I want to give E credit more than I, than I do because like she really does. You're like, she'll like, somebody will come up to like, be like high five because we have neighbors that don't understand social distancing. And she goes air five and like stands back. 
Wow. And so like, that's really cool. But like this other family that we're currently quarantining with, like we, when we had the conversation before, it was like asking somebody to prom. We're like, do you want to be part of our bubble? Oh my God. I hope they say yes. Do they say yes to anybody else? You know, like this kind of like stress and, um, but it was part of the conversation that like, Hey, we need to understand that our kids are just going to glom onto each other. So if that's Mm -hmm. not okay with either of us, then this isn't going to work. Right. Like you just, we need that little bit of normalcy. So I, I hear you on that. Like somebody asked me, Hey, you want to bring the kids on a walk, a distance walk? And I was like, no, I'll go on a distance walk with you, but I'm not going to bring short stuff with me because she's not going to understand. Or it's just like too much stress to be like space, please give space. Like it doesn't yeah. become fun for anybody. I think it's a little traumatic for them too. Mm-hmm. Like I find myself you know, foregoing the same opportunities because I just, I don't want to continually have to tell him, like, keep your distance, keep your distance, keep your distance. It just, it's so unnerving. And I'm just, all I'm thinking about is the amount of therapy my child is going to (laughs) need because of his lack of socialization during these like developmental years of his life. Right. Right. If you've been feeling that, I see you. I'm feeling it too. (laughs) Yeah. But I feel like there are other little ways that we can not necessarily make this time normal because I think it's important to understand like this is not normal. This is a phase and it's a phase that we're going to be in for longer than any of us hoped, but you know, if we all work together, we can get through it. Um, yeah, but I feel like there must be other things that we can do to like make, especially this time of year, feel really festive and fun and joyful and not feel like we're missing out is like our kids are young enough that they're not going to be like, well, last year we had 40 people at the house. Why do we only have five this year? Mm-hmm. Or like, we don't have to even make it a thing, you know? Yeah. I, I agree. I totally agree. So how do we make it special? <laughs> <laughs> how do we do this? How do I we think do this? I've been trying to think. So I have like a, we have a little list that we're going to share with you guys. We, do, you know, we go practical on this podcast, especially when Cassie <laughs> is at the helm. So here we are. Um, you know, I think there are a few things that Liz and I have kind of thought of together about how what we can do to really make things feel special for those small family gatherings. If you are keeping it to just your your little quarantine crew, which might just be you and your kids, which you already <laughs> probably would rather just like ship them off somewhere. But let's try to make it fun, <laughs> even though they're driving us insane. And, um, you know, one of my favorite things and this is I mean, for us, I think this is a, a bigger deal, which is like to wear like a fancy outfit and kind of get the family to dress up. We don't normally really do much of that, even during the holidays anyway, unless we're going to a holiday party that someone else is hosting. <laughs> but I tell you, I tried to like dress nice for many years over the holidays with Josh's family. And I will get there and they will be, I mean, they're just like, they're going to wear their pajamas all day. They're in rest mode. It's like, you know, and everybody's relaxed and and casual together. So I figured it out eventually after (laughs) several years of dating and then marrying Josh. Um, But I, you know, it's, it's a little bit more of a stretch for us to like dress fancy during the holidays anyway. So doing that with like just our family is something that, I am going to try to do. And I think Josh will, Josh will back me up on it. He'll wear a tie. He wears a tie for teaching sometimes. 
Um, I'm always trying to encourage him to wear like, because they're doing, you know, virtual class or whatever. I'm like, just, you know, wear sweatpants on the bottom and then wear your, <laughs> wear your Zoom outfit on the top. Love it. Um, but yeah, I think dressing up could be really fun. And you can get the kids in on that too. Like, I think that's a really fun way to get them to like maybe pick out their own outfit or, you know, wear a little bow tie or a little skirt or something fancy. And that could be really fun. Are you guys going to? Yeah, I think that's a really smart idea. And, you know, we see that kind of there's like a psychological shift that can happen too when you mm-hmm. change that outfit. And I know a lot of friends that um, have office jobs and are having to work from home now will like at seven o'clock, you know, they'll get dressed for work. Like at first it was really fun to wear yoga pants and sweatpants all day and like do your job, but then your home life bleeds into work life and there's no like cut boundary, no change, no shift. And so by doing these simple acts of like putting your face on for the day. That's what mm-hmm. I'd say when I call my makeup, I'm putting my face on. Um, yeah, same. I <laughs> look like I have no face pre-makeup. Yeah. I'm like, where'd my eyebrows go? <laughs> oh yeah. You I'm and I, you and I are the same. <laughs> I will wear absolutely no makeup and look completely disheveled, but you best believe I'll be penciling in some eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> um, you should know this is how much I love you. I did not put my eyebrows on for this. So <laughs> I'm here for it. I did, but only because I try to, do it first thing in the morning and I there had other go. other meetings today so perfect it wasn't for you um <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> which again I mean I would that would be saying the same thing for me yeah. anyways anyway so, so just like that psychological shift that can happen to be like oh yeah. it's holiday time like look we're in our fancy clothes this is so fun mm-hmm. yeah I think, I think we're really gonna market. game some special outfits like Ooh. buy like I'm gonna like buy a new dress look oh. at you well, probably not I'll buy some nice jeans there you um, go <laughs> that sounds better I tried to be a dress person I really did try and I'm just not a dress person yeah and I'm just now kind of like letting myself be like oh you're not a dress person it's fine yeah it's fine it's okay thank you thank you it's a therapy session right um and then we have like we usually do a ton of dance parties Mm. just in general like we do that at our house but I think like playing some fancy music and doing a little bit of a dance party or some, you know, special Christmas music or, you know, whatever holiday music, whatever you decide there. (laughs) I, you know, it's funny. I, we celebrate Christmas. So I always speak from it, from that perspective, but you don't start to think about it until you're presenting it to, um, you know, a couple thousand people. And then you're like, it's, it's a holiday. Yeah. Whatever you're celebrating during this time with your family. So, yeah, I think playing some awesome music. I mean, for you, you're going to be, like, making some music, I bet. Yeah. You guys going to have a little personal concert at home? We'll just just do a talent show. (laughs) It'll be fun. (laughs) Broadcast it on Facebook Live for me because I'd like to see it. We love holiday music, and one of the traditions that our family has is we go caroling every year, and we typically do that in Seattle. So we aren't aren't really going to do that this year, but – I think having that Christmas music playing and like you said, dance parties, we are all about dance parties over here. I did that through the end of my last pregnancy to kind of like get labor going. It's like a great way to like connect with Edie and, you know, just it's a nice thing to do that doesn't involve screens, right? Um, Just another way, like put some music on, put on a party light if you have one. Edie Edie just found some flashy lights and so she's been putting them on in her room and we're like having dance parties and it's been it's been really fun oh that's a good idea maybe put up some extra extra holiday lights or uh get yourself a little disco ball make things happen 
I think that's been one of the coolest things that's been, I've been seeing is that people are like going all out with holiday decor and lights and like our neighborhood, which typically doesn't have anything going on. There are Halloween decorations out and like Halloween colored (laughs) lights and like every yard has a graveyard in it. And I was like, this is spooky and weird, but like, so 2020, (laughs) you know? And well, everyone, you know, everyone's trying to make it special, you know, for themselves, but I think their families, you know, for yeah. the kids, I think that's awesome. And even as neighbors, yeah. it's a really nice way to connect with your neighborhood and kind of feel like we're all in this together. I, again, I know you guys live in a really r- rural place, but right. like we yeah. live in a, in a neighborhood in, in Portland and pre-pandemic, everyone was friendly. Like if you needed something, you could go knock on a door, but it wasn't like we were all hanging out. Right. But now, you know, you go on a walk and it's like, Hey, Ed. Hey, Clarence, like, let's go. Oh, you got that. I see you got a new washer dryer. Like it just, everyone seems to like come together a lot more. And Mm. so these decorations feel like another way to support other people in your neighborhood as we're kind of moving through this together. Like, Hey, we got Mm. this. Let's be super festive, you know? So yeah, I think there's going to be a lot more just like a joint, a joint effort to make everything yeah. more joyful. And the cool part is it's happening without it being discussed. Yes. Like exactly. no one was like, okay, everybody as a neighborhood, let's go all out. They right. just did. Right. Which is so neat. I love that. And it becomes yeah. one more thing we can do with our kids. Like we like go for walks at night and go see like, oh, let's go look at the spooky Halloween decorations. And I imagine Ooh. it'll be the same way as like the holiday season continues. Um, you know, more Christmas lights up that people are doing that. Yeah. And I'm excited. Really I'm excited that the holiday lights thing is still something we're all going to be able to enjoy Mm -hmm. and take part in. Like that's like, that's a big tradition for all of us to just like drive around and find a good neighborhood. We usually go to Portland (laughs) (laughs) and, you know, go for a walk and look at all the holiday lights and everything. And not even going to, you know, like the grotto in Portland is such a big thing. I know you've, you've sang there before you did last year, didn't you? Right. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's a big thing where you go to like the festival of lights or like zoo lights mm. in your area. Those are great. We're probably going to be avoiding those because of crowds, but we can still kind of keep some of those holiday traditions alive, which is, I'm, I'm excited for that. You just reminded yeah. me of that and that made me very happy. Okay. Yay. <laughs> yeah. I think, and the other thing I, I mean, I'm always going to lean into the food side of things. Totally. Always, always. <laughs> and so, um, I may or may not be using the need to make the holidays special an excuse to buy a new set of of pottery that I would like. <laughs> you need it. You absolutely need it. And you have to pre-order it because it's custom made. And so it's, you know, I was like, oh, I'll just, you know, let's go. That's I'll fine. just do that. That's a write-off. Um, <laughs> right. But I think, you know, using, using special things to set your table mm-hmm. and you know, things that you might not otherwise bother with, like getting fresh flowers and like using the good dishes and like you best believe little man is going to have like a real wine glass in his hand when he's sipping his sparkling water and like make it special in that way too. I think it'll be really fun. And and I'm trying to bring G into the planning of Mm. everything a little bit more, you know, like letting him kind of like partner in that. Josh, I've asked him if he wanted to help with the planning. He's like, nah, I don't just like set out my outfit, do the thing, order whatever you want. I'll be there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he'll help with the food preparation. Um, he's the best sous chef. Oh, but, I love that. Yeah. And I mean, hopefully, I mean, I feel like little man has gotten into baking with me a little bit more. I know Edie's like in the kitchen with you really often. And I have to say, like, I'm continually like jealous of this. <laughs> <laughs> because my kid mostly could not care less. Yeah. Um, and we have a great episode um, 
uh, with uh, my friend Jenna back several episodes back. I'll, I'll link it in the show notes for everybody on like how to get kids in the kitchen. And I know that you talk about that a lot mm-hmm. about that too. So do you have any ideas that you want to share? Like getting kids in the kitchen with and getting excited? kids in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. And man. then like totally catching you like, yeah, I no, mean, no, no, this no. is like what you do. Right. I mean, Edie, Edie helps me all the time and it's just, give, I think giving them tasks and I like to ask Edie what she wants to make. That is mm-hmm. really helpful. But, um, one of our holiday traditions is pie bake. So we make pies, um, the night before Thanksgiving. And so every year somebody gets to choose what kind of pie they want to make. Mm. So was it last year? Maybe the year before oh, it was the year before she wanted to make a banana cream pie. 10 out of 10. Don't recommend that. Cause that's disgusting. Um, but she really got to be involved with that. And it was, it was really, it was really fun. And, and, it's like breaking down into age appropriate tasks. So it yeah. starts off with, they're just up at the counter with you and they have their own like bowl and water and whisk or something. And then they yeah. get to start whisking their own things. And, um, right now we're learning, we're, we're counting, we should know how to count, but we're talking kind of about fractions and mm. okay. So we need one cup, but all I have is my quarter cup scoop. So how many scoops is that? And so we're trying to figure that out and I can see like the wheels in her head turning um, and it's been really fun to just have that kind of involvement in there. And again, it's another way that we can connect that gets me away from screens. Cause so mm-hmm. much of my job is in front of screens. Yes. Um, but part of my job like you is being in the kitchen and recipe testing and doing all of that. So it's a really yeah. fun way to like work in there. Um, yeah. I love that. Uh, little man has been wanting to get into photography, (laughs) which is, I mean, it's so funny. I, I don't know where he got it because I wasn't doing a lot of food photography for the longest time. And so it wasn't because of me. He just decided he, he, we got this, you know, all the DK books he got, he had this book that was called like jobs people do. And it was, I mean, straight out of the early nineties, the pictures and stuff (laughs) from this book, which just makes me so happy, but it's left over from my mom's like preschool days. And she's always like, just giving us globs and globs of books, which is fantastic. But it was this jobs people do. And he had found in there like the photographer. And I think the thing he loved about it was that it had like a flash. Oh, sure. <laughs> but I've been taking, I'm working on my holiday holiday um, digital cookbook right now. Woo-hoo. And then some stuff for the blog for the holidays too. And so we're eating holiday food early, which is kind of fun. <laughs> and it's getting him excited for those like future holiday meals too. But he's been wanting to like take pictures with me in the kitchen. Oh, nice. And so I was like, well, if you want to take a picture of it, you have to help me make it. <laughs> yeah. So I've been bribing him a little bit. Um, but he's been excited to be a part of that part of the process, which has been kind of fun. And I know that's specific to those of us who do like recipe development and sure. food photography, but it was, it was fun. And mostly it's me setting up the shot and him pushing a button, but right. it works. It's, it's super good. fun. We watch cooking videos together. So like we'll watch like the food 52 or the feed feed cooking videos. And so yes. Edie will ask like, can we make a cooking video? And she always ends our videos with, okay, see you next time, which is how they all end their videos. And it's, <laughs> it is the sweetest thing and it is so much fun. And again, it's just, I don't know about you, but I am not particularly wonderful at imaginative play. I don't enjoy it. I am very task oriented. I think sometimes I, I feel, feel like, like, you know that about me. <laughs> I feel like a failure of a parent when I'm like, I don't like to play with my kid. It's I not that I don't really, like to spend time with them, but really I really don't like playing. Oh, all I want to do is spend time with them. But can right. you please come into my world right, and do something that I like to do? Yeah. 
So the kitchen yes. is like a nice middle ground, right? Because it's an activity, yeah. it's fun, we, it's like science and math, and we can pretend that we're making, I don't know, banana ice cream or whatever that she wants to make, and it's actually right. pancakes. But, you know, it's an opportunity for everyone to be creative and mm. connect, and that's what I love. Yeah. Well, I mean, heading into the holidays, that's going to be something that's we're going to have to do a lot more of because I'm not going to have my normal like full crew of people who are chopping things for me right. so that I can execute a meal. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm Put used G to, to like, work. <laughs> yeah, telling the aunts and the uncles and everybody, okay, like I need this stuff done. Now I'm like, okay, well, yes, I need to employ my child now. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> well, how are I mean, for for you guys, if you are doing kind of, you know, some scaled down more personal meals as a family. I know that's probably something you're working on for your blog too. I know I am. Um, What are some things you guys are doing to kind of scale down holiday meals? I think one of the things that we're all kind of thinking about is it feels a little intimidating to now tackle, okay, do I need to make a full pie? Because I really don't need to eat pie for five days in a row. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not opposed to that, but. <laughs> I mean, listen, we are, we will be making full pies. We, like yeah, this is not, you know, well. totally. But I mean, that's us. Like we're, yeah. we're our foodie families and this is like what we do. Um, and lots of things can be frozen. Like, I just want to say that you guys, you can freeze yeah. so much, like pies freeze really well. I'm just put that out there for everybody so make the whole pie but if you're not making the whole pie (laughs) how are some like tip what are some tips that you have to to help people kind of scale down some holiday meals um I mean beyond like just having recipes I mean there's something that we put together this year because we're also testing like holiday recipes right now is we made Thanksgiving meatballs (laughs) I love that and they're so good and it's made with ground turkey and cranberry and butternut squash and then like all of your like poultry seasonings Oh my gosh, and that sounds so good. They're super tasty and they taste like Thanksgiving. Like you literally bite and you're like, oh, that's Thanksgiving. But I didn't have to cook a whole turkey. I didn't have to make stuffing. Yeah. I didn't have to cook all these things. And you totally can still do that. But it's a nice way to like scale it down and still get the the vibe. It's something that it's still special, right? It still yeah. feels like the season. So that's totally. like, that's one thing that we've been snacking on lately because again like just like you I'm like making things way ahead of time I already have my like Christmas mug out (laughs) I had to go for it's again another sidebar for those of us who geek out on like food photography and stuff and are making these you know recipes for our websites I mean I legit had to go to the meat department and be like hey you got any turkeys in the back? Like, <laughs> like a little side, like elbow. And they're like, what are you doing? It's like the end of September and you're asking Nobody for a turkey. turkey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so I found out like, it's right. kind of hard to procure a turkey. I'm going to buy two, three great turkeys this year so that yeah. I can stick it in my freezer. So when I do recipes for the blog next year, it's not a problem, but it was so funny. And I was watching Cassie Joy's stories and she was kind of like recounting the same sort of experience where you had to like either like pre-order it and have the store like get it in for you or whatever and so yeah it was a it was a pretty funny experience to be carting and I got so many questions in the store too and and mind you like getting a turkey made me have to go inside a grocery store which I hadn't done for a very Ooh. long time because we've just been doing Instacart and Clicklist and all of those things so I go into the store I mask up I go into the store and I'm like on a mission to get a turkey and then it was like every question I got after that <laughs> Like, wait, what month is it? They're all panicked. It's already like, Thanksgiving. I'm not ready. <laughs> What's happening? P 
people might eat turkey outside of Thanksgiving. Okay? It, it does might. happen occasionally. But occasionally. the other thing that you can do, and I just thought of this, is especially if you're one of those people like, we only eat turkey because it's what's at Thanksgiving. Get yourself a chicken, right? Get a whole chicken. Yes. Yes. And spatchcock it, dry brine it. Like Dude, that's what we spatchcock do. Spatchcock that chicken. Spatchcock the we... chicken. Spatchcock the turkey. Can we just spatchcock like... the turkey? There well, is no. So in my digital cookbook, no, there is no. a recipe for three day dry brine yes. spatchcock turkey. I will and never dry make a brining... turkey any other way. I will never no. make it any other way. Can we just have a moment? You guys, dry brining a turkey, like wet brining a turkey seems like a feat. And no, you have to you. have so much fridge space. Yeah, like, no. And you, I mean, you kind of have to have a lot of fridge space for dry brining too, but like not as much. But you and just batchcock it and dry brine it. You just lay it down. You just slide it on in there. Yeah. You just, you just slide it on <laughs> just, in there. Just some sliding on in here. But dry brining is just like rubbing salt over the, in the cavity and then around the, it's like the, it's the it, smartest thing you can do. And it will make you the juiciest turkey you, you can imagine. You will not have a dry, and it cuts, your, spatchcocking, it cuts your cooking time down substantially so this is not four hours for a turkey y'all and then i mean i might get some haters for this but then you're also not stuck with some soggy ass stuffing in the middle of your freaking turkey thank you who puts stuffing inside a turkey why it's called stuffing i know but like it's fine just put it it's dressing put it on the it's side dressing. Yes. <laughs> some Use people the call it dressing yeah. i know i just i have feelings about yeah soggy no, we don't stuffing stuff inside either. a turkey no. i no. no no it's fine if i stuff it it's like lemons and rosemary and you know things like that so many listeners were just like unsubscribe <laughs> <laughs> if you like your soggy stuffing like more power to you <laughs> i love the idea of doing the thanksgiving meatballs i think that's really fun also if you're like on a budget and like getting whole turkey for your family might be cost prohibitive that could be a really cool way to go right. um and making it fun. and again like meatballs are really fun to make with the kids oh, that's totally. a good that's a really good totally. one i will be buying some kid-sized gloves though because i'm not trying to clean up a bunch of raw meat no. i'm one of those people who if i handle raw meat i'm wearing gloves yeah. to do it because i just don't i don't like getting it in my nails no don't. that and like with kids especially their hands are always in their mouths like they're always in their mouths and i just am like oh yep yeah, we do. We do gloves. Um, one thing we will be doing. So, I mean, as just to kind of play off of that, as far as Thanksgiving goes, I know I, I still want to have like a whole turkey for me. I'm just going to game out beforehand all the other things we're going to do with our leftovers. And so I've got I've got my leftover game on Ooh, point tell me so more. that I well, I just you know, I think we can only eat the same meal so many times. I think mm -hmm. reworking leftovers for Thanksgiving, this is not a new concept, right? Bloggers right. spend, you know, days talking about this stuff, but it's, it's for me, I'm like, okay, I'm not just going to take that Turkey and put it in something else. Like what can I do to keep it and make it interesting? Obviously we all like the soup, love the Turkey soup. That's my jam. I'm always again, making stock and stuff like that. Turkey soup you can eat. <laughs> right. I love that. But you want to kind of move to the next step of it. So, I mean, a couple of things you can do. I mean, obviously I am going to like lean into freezing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like I'm going to make stock and I'm going to freeze the stock and use it to make turkey soup later and save the amount of meat I need to make turkey soup later. Oh, so that's one smart. simple like left. It's not, I'm not using the leftovers. They're getting used later. Um, you also could make the turkey, turkey soup and then freeze that, which I would recommend doing. <laughs> and whenever I make soup, like this is just like a little cooking tip for everybody. Anytime you make something that freezes well, take one portion and freeze it. I promise you, you'll be so happy. It's not a meal for your whole family, yep. but it's lunch 
for yourself or your partner the next day. Like it's, or, you know, many, many days later, I should say, cause you're freezing it. But it's just, it's one of those things like you can have a lot more variety in your freezer if you just freeze one serving or two servings of something and not together, freeze individual servings of things. Yeah. It will change your life. I'm currently thinking um, past Liz right now as we're moving, like we're pulling out like, oh, here's one serving of sweet potato sloppy joes. Cool. Yes. That's lunch today. Yes. And there's one yeah. serving of chili or whatever, you know? We do this on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Like I cook dinner and I, I freeze a serving of it. Like if it's a good freezeable meal. Anyways. Right. And then as far as like leftovers go, I love reworking a turkey into like a casserole. That's something I love to do. And I don't even, I don't have a recipe for anything out there. What do you like to do with your leftovers? We make like a turkey cottage pie, which is really yummy because it, it takes the leftover turkey, leftover stock. Um, and any leftover mashed potatoes. Cause you just throw the mm-hmm. potatoes over the top. And so that is pretty darn tasty. Um, depending on like how we, how sagey we get in the year, we'll <laughs> turn them into like turkey tacos. Cause you can kind of re-season. If you're just using like a really like, like mostly salt in your seasoning, you can kind mm-hmm. of play with that however you want. Yeah. So turkey tacos are pretty good. Um, well, I like to, I, like to, I get bored of poultry seasoning, right? Because everything starts to totally. taste the same. So like adding in like turkey fajitas or like any kind of mix where you can use that pre-shredded turkey meat is, is awesome. We also just like, so, I mean, that's a good note too. Like think about what you're seasoning your turkey with. If you you know, you're going to have a shit ton of leftovers, mm-hmm. like know what you're seasoning your turkey with so that you can use it in more applications later. And this is something we do in relation to meal prep all the time, Right. you know, cook up ground beef in a huge quantity, but like season it real basic so that you can add it to different kinds of meals. I think that's just smart anyway. Um, and very cook once eat all week right. via Cassie joy, which we all love. And I will link for you all. Oh, so cookbook is so good. Another thing that we're going to be doing is making some individual desserts rather than like a whole cake or pie. And I'm more so going to be doing this around Christmas time because yeah. for me, I'm like, I'm making pies on Thanksgiving. Like people can just deal with it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mom can eat all the pie. I'll get rid of what I need to. And we always make like a pumpkin and a chocolate cream pie. And those are going to be in the digital cookbook, so which good. I'm really excited for. Um, but I love the idea of doing like um, creme brulee mm-hmm. or just like mini desserts that are single serving. And it's really easy to have those recipes because even if you land on, you know, a recipe for creme brulee and it, it makes 12 servings or six servings or whatever, you can have that and make it smaller and use less ramekins and you're good to go. What are you guys doing around um, like dessert? Um, I think something similar. And, you know, I was thinking when we were talking about this a little, a little earlier, I was thinking about like, how would we make pie recipes smaller? And we actually use tart pans and, you know, instead of like, if you're not going to make your own pie dough at home, which a lot of normal people don't, you can <laughs> get the rollout pie dough. And just, it doesn't have to stay in that same shape. You can press it into a, a, like a little mini tart pan mm-hmm. and, you know, pour in, like you're saying, like have the amount of pumpkin pie filling or just throw some apples in there and just use the same crust for everything. Yeah. And just putting it into smaller pans and making little mini pies, which would be really fun. Yeah. Um, and there's, I mean, just Pinterest some mini pies for your oh, baking yeah. time and stuff. Cause it's going to change. Yeah. It'll change your baking a lot time of factors for sure. yes, are going to yes. change. Yeah, or if Liz has a recipe for a mini pie, then use her recipe. <laughs> I might. I don't remember. Is that funny? <laughs> no, I, you're totally, you have a lot of recipes on your this site. We true. will be linking well, we, like, to do, like, several. 
like we make like little mini custards and we bake them in individual pumpkins. Like that's one of my favorite things to do like little mini pumpkins. Um, I think that's going up this year. Um, so that's just like a fun way to do it. And then for Christmas, like we aren't big, like pie people at Christmas. We do lots of Christmas cookies, Mm -hmm. but it's just either having the recipe or making it as is. Cause a lot of cookie recipes will make like 12 cookies, right? They don't make 36 cookies. And if they do, that's when you have it, right? Like, <laughs> I've never had a cookie recipe in my life, but right. okay. <laughs> but I mean, you could if you needed to. Um, but I more often than not at the holidays, we're all like triple batching our chocolate chip yeah. cookie recipe to give to neighbors. And maybe we're still gifting and that's going to be something that we bring in to really keep those rituals going yes. around the holidays. Um, it's still, yep. you know, doing that cookie exchange because we know transmis- risk of transmission in that way is, is very, 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 very low. Um, yeah. So you can drop something on their porch. Like, don't sneeze on it, wear gloves. Yes. In general, right? This is like beyond COVID world safety protocols. It's beyond. But I I mean, I feel like a lot of the things that get put in place when you work in a food service kitchen, Mm -hmm. you can just like enact those and then you're fine. It's like, yeah, put your, you should be putting your hair back and wearing like either a hairnet or a hat when you're preparing food for other people anyway. Right. Let me dust off my I mean, hairnet. Let me dust off. Not a hairnet. I know. Just wear a hat. It's fine. Or just put it back. Just put your hair back. It's the bare minimum. Just put your hair back. I'm just like begging everybody. No more hairs in the cookies. And <laughs> <laughs> everyone, I mean, for those of you who know me, I'm like the cake queen. Mm-hmm. And whenever the, you know, the holidays roll around for me, I am like making some big extravagant cake usually around Christmas or like kind of in the interim at some of these parties or the the party will will be the invite will literally like involve like oh, you're gonna make the cake for the party right <laughs> like one of those and so for me when it comes to cakes like you guys just move to cupcakes it's so oh, easy yeah. you're and and any cupcake baking time is probably gonna apply like just start at 15 and like check mm-hmm. it and you'll be fine any cake recipe can make a great cupcake yes. so I'm just gonna put that out there you can always make cupcakes and again half the recipe quarter the recipe whatever it is or but I, the other ones right? Especially if you're making cupcakes, you can freeze your cupcakes. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. If they're unfrosted and oh, unfrosted, uh, well, yes. and like relatively underbaked a little bit, yeah. I think you can freeze it then because you, then you can like heat it up and make it. That's a whole, that's a different blog post. Okay. It's a whole other podcast episode <laughs> how to freeze whole... cake. <laughs> you know Please. what? It's hard to talk about food on a podcast because it's like, and people just, they're like, I, I want you to show me. <laughs> Please show me. <laughs> I need to be shown. I need video for this. Um, and then I think, you know, just in, on that note, I was kind of talking about like creme brulee. I like to choose like a little bit fun or fancy dessert that like we wouldn't normally make like panna cotta, creme brulee, you know, something that's kind of these cute individual things. Pavlovas are really fun to make during the holidays. Oh, yeah. Um, and so simple. And you can put like nearly anything on top of it, like they leftover feel so cranberry fancy. sauce. They feel so they, fancy. They feel so fancy. It's just like it's just baked meringue. meringue. It's just <laughs> meringue. meringue. And meringue is way more approachable than mm-hmm. y'all think it is. I'm going to, there's, there will be a whole blog post on the approachability of meringue in 2021. <laughs> well, because even if you fuck it up, like, it's still edible it's still good it's still tasty like if you overcook it yeah Yeah. oh my gosh people get with it (laughs) um so many desserts I love that and then I think you know for me like as we kind of move into this I I think the biggest thing for me is just making sure that little man feels like 
he just feels like it's it's special and he's having a fun time and so I'm gonna do my due diligence whether it comes to food or the table or the outfits or who we're gathering with and how we're doing it it's just trying to make things feel special for him and I think if it were just me and Josh we would just be like holidays are canceled we're out (laughs) we're gonna go on a vacation on a road trip not a like a plane right no one chastise me please and and we're just gonna like vacate our lives and take a break because I just anytime I can like relinquish relinquish all expectations around myself I'm like let's do that I need more of that we all do (laughs) so but I think you know I just I wanted to wrap with you know I I wanted to say I know that the holidays can be really hard you and I have had this conversation many times um I lost my dad um, it's actually the anniversary of his death was last weekend. Mm-hmm. And so it's October 10th. And that holiday season was really hard for me that first holiday season. And guess what? It's still hard. Like it's still I still, hard. it's still hard. I yeah. still miss him. Like, you know, you lost your son and, yeah. and when the holidays and, and in October like, mm-hmm. and then the holidays roll around and it's right. like, this is shit. And I think we're all kind of in this place of grieving, like you mentioned before, in grieving canceled plans. But I think also the holidays are also can be really hard for those of us who have lost loved ones. And they can be really hard anyway. And I just, I want to say like, it's okay to not be okay. It's okay if you're listening to this episode and you're like, fuck that. I'm not doing anything special. I'm going to burrow into my blankets and watch 10,000 Hallmark movies or episodes of Shit's Creek or whatever you're doing at the time. <laughs> but I just I just want to acknowledge like this season can be really beautiful but also just really shitty sometimes too. Right. It's kind of like this this notion of there's a lot of toxic positivity that can happen, right? Yes. And it's we're allowed to feel our feelings even as threes and eights. <laughs> <laughs> we are? Oh my goodness. We have feelings. Um and I, I really appreciate you just bringing that, bringing that to the front. You know, it's a, even in a quote unquote normal year, the holidays can be really hard for a variety of reasons, strained relationships, you know, missing people. And this year is just another layer of that, like trauma on top of it. Um, yeah. And so, yes, there are ways that we can make it festive and fun and so special and wonderful, but it's also okay to be like, you know what, this is not what. I want it to be, or this is still really hard. Um, I think that's really important. And it's okay to sit in those feelings. Nestled mm-hmm. under blankets with tea. <laughs> and Shit's okay. Creek, I would say, to make me laugh. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched it yet. It's so good, man. Oh, I just, I I'm, I'm with you. I literally just started watching it a couple of weeks so ago, good. which is why I've dropped it like twice. And Genevieve has been telling me to watch it for years. Yeah. And here we are. But I always choose to watch a show when it has um, nearly wrapped or already oh, wrapped. Perfect. <laughs> Not on purpose, but that's like how behind I am in normal cultural things. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. Um, yeah. I And I think also there's going to be a bit of turmoil. There should be some turmoil around Thanksgiving and the concept of that holiday in terms of being like... <laughs> Mm, yeah Mm -hmm. kind of you know a little culturally how do I say this I don't even know how I say this it's kind of messed up so (laughs) there's I I think you know we're all going to have to move into having 
wider eyes and deeper hearts around how we're celebrating and embracing other communities and cultures and being respectful while we still are like being able to celebrate the things and the family traditions that we all have, which are not a bad thing, but kind of, you know, just repackaging them into something that feels more supportive of all human beings. Absolutely. Which is huge. So on that note, Liz, Happy holidays. <laughs> I told you it was going to be like cheery and dark at the same time, yes. which is kind of how you and I do it. Anyway. Yeah, I think that really sums us up. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for being on the podcast. Um, I know, I mean, so this episode is going to air one week from recording it. That's yeah, exciting. Right. So self-care, your self-care club is starting. It's starting. Right? Yep. And so how do folks sign up for that and um, find it? They can DM me on Instagram. So I'm at Liz okay. Winters Wellness. That's an easy way to go. Or you can, there's a bit.ly link. So bit.ly slash Sunday self-care club, all lowercase because bit.ly. I will. Yeah. We'll I'll get notes. the link from Liz and link yeah. it in the show notes for you guys. And then you also have a workshop coming up with Sharon. With Sharon. Which, yes. yeah, which we have mentioned on the podcast several times already oh, good. in our really couple of episodes excited. that we had with her. And for those of you who are, I mean, I said it in the intro, but not hip on this necessarily. Liz and Sharon have a podcast together called Unrefined She. And tell us a little bit more about the workshop that's upcoming as well. Uh, yeah. So we're having our first, we call them she shops and um, it's so going to be October 24th and at 10 a.m. Yes. 10 a.m. We do this every time we talk about the show on, uh, we talk about the po- the workshop on the show. We're like, wait, what day is it? What time is it? What's happening? <laughs> I think that's it's the joy on your of calendar having kids. And that's all that matters. <laughs> that's what it has to be. Um, but we're really going to dive into, it's called period power, but we're really diving into like our body's natural rhythms, which is like really Sharon's jam. And I'm going to be coming in with my like nutrition and movement support. So like how to really nourish your body through your whole cycle, because your body really needs different things during different points of your cycle and how to really support that. So you feel really good. So it's not just about like dreading that one week. So if you're like one of those people that finds yourself like just surviving on coffee and chocolate for half of your half the month. Yeah, Cassie, I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) There are other things we can bring in to support that coffee and chocolate and also talk about why your body is really relying on those two specific things as well. Um, so we're going to well, dive into a lot of say, stuff. I'm excited for the workshop because I already so, signed up. I saw it. I was so <laughs> pleased to see that come through. It yeah. Really I mean, fun. y'all know, I mean, after the last couple of weeks of doing these episodes with, with uh, Sharon and talking about what you two are really highlighting on Unrefined She and in the She Shops, like, I think one of the best things that people can do for themselves heading into the holidays is to figure out how to listen to their body better. And that takes uh, some advice. It takes some practical observation. It takes time to kind of tap into that. It's not just something where like, you just like turn it on and here you are, you know, it takes some practice. And so I'm excited to learn from the two of you and figure out what I need to be doing with my life during all (laughs) these different stages of my cycle when my body is like constantly changing. It's like, hey, Yeah. Well, and I think it's nice because it's going to lay a foundation for those times that, you know, like I am early-ish postpartum, like I am, I'm not bleeding, right? So this isn't just for people who have like a menstrual cycle. Right. So it's really like learning how your body is constantly in flux, even through pregnancy. Like we'll talk about that. Um, 
in postpartum or if you have like thyroid conditions, you know, there's all sorts of variables in here yeah. that can affect how your body's It's not just for people rhythms. who are either, who either bleed period or are currently bleeding, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah, so, absolutely. And then this, so Sunday self-care club is coming up too. Yep. So excited for that. And then you guys, Liz has so many good recipes on her oh, website, Liz Winters Wellness, right?.com. Yep. yep. And lots of good holiday stuff. I have made many a delicious squash recipe on your website. All about you the love squash. some squash. I know you are. Squash. I think <laughs> when I think of like I think of you, I think of squash. It's just oh. a thing. Like when it comes I to like the that. foods that you <laughs> <laughs> You always have some good fall recipes, okay? <laughs> I'm on there. Um and you're really good about teaching people how to like rework leftovers and make things fun and interesting, but also still really simple in the kitchen, which I really love. Yay. So Thanks, Yay. Yeah, you guys go check out all the things from Liz. Liz, thank you for being here. Oh, thank you for having you. me. Such a fun conversation. Now I'm hungry and want to go listen to Christmas music. So I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> oh, you, we didn't. Okay, so I know you guys, the episode is over. We're here. We're done. <laughs> but like, can we just add this one last thing? One of the things that I've heard you talk about in your stories recently is like, like just who made the rule that oh. this is when we get to start to listen to Christmas music? Yeah. So you just speak to that for a second. Yeah. So, my, I mean, it's my rule, right? So like, and, and my family, um, it is Christmas season does not start until the day after Thanksgiving. And my mom did this cool, thing, like she was magical. We would go to bed on Thanksgiving night and on the next day we would wake up and we would eat leftover pie on all of the Christmas dishes and all the Christmas dishes would be out in the cupboards. She would somehow swap everything out. And it was like the start of the season. And we would go hunt for our Christmas tree. That's what we call a Christmas tree. We go hunt for it. Um, and we would do, it's just like this magical transition and she made it so fun and so special. And this year, you know, we're moving. And so I found all of my Christmas mugs and like, we just got like all of beauty counters holiday stuff out. And I was like, you know what? I feel festive who made the rules this year? I need a little bit of joy in my life. And so for me, that was turning on Christmas music early and sipping out of my snowman mug and uh, testing my Thanksgiving meatball recipe, you know? like <laughs> So you got to make your own rules. You got to make your own rules about what that looks like. I love that. Let's ditch the rules about when Christmas music or any other <laughs> holiday tradition gets to start. Right. Have your pumpkin spice latte in April. Nobody cares. It's yeah, fine. It's 2020. Fine. You're making your own damn rules. <laughs> this is how it goes. I just wanted to end it with that. I was like, you just slipped that right in. I was like, we got to, we got to say, I'm going to go listen to some Christmas music right yeah, now. It's going to be good. I love it. Well, thanks Perfect. for being here, friend. Thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.